It's Holly here from the OK So podcast with my hostess, with the mostest, Simone. Damn right. <laughs> How are we? Well, it's today is the start of a murder scene. So I have um, a heat pack on my back. I am just, I don't normally get cramps, but my body's just achy. I am. Um, to be honest, I'm shocked you still get your period. Haven't you gone through menopause already? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Um, I am very young and fertile as today I have only found out. <laughs> as I well, find out every month. <laughs> you know what? Fun fact. You and I are blood sisters. I just finished mine. So fun. <laughs> blood sisters. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> I know it is. I love it. Do you know what? I actually think this is a really good topic we should talk about for another episode. Not blood sisters. I don't know. Just periods in general. <laughs> yeah. We are going to yeah, overshare I, the fuck out of that. I want you to actually talk a lot more on your moddy body, mod bod. Well, you know, those sort of underwear. My period that, undies, um, yes. Yeah. And then cups. I haven't used the cup. Maybe I should start... Um, trialing a cup so I can just I've done that it. as well um oh okay so I have an opinion about that but do you know what I did use one of my period undies for the other day so I was trying to do a fake tan and I couldn't find the mitt and I was like I was so cranky and I was like what <laughs> can I use that has that kind of you know velvet velvety suede kind of material and I was like I'm gonna use a period undie <laughs> <laughs> So I did. I like sprayed that. Um, it, it was clean, guys. It was clean. Um, I sprayed the Bondi Beach, whatever it is, on there and used it. But then what I was finding is I'm like, no, this doesn't work either because this is meant to be absorbent and kept absorbing all the tan. <laughs> but I just couldn't think of something I could use that would give me that even, yeah. <laughs> I can't even think either, but that is great. <laughs> <laughs> and they're multipurposeful. They are. And so last week we talked all about me. So naturally Simone is making sure she gets her episode and it's all about her. So what are we doing today, Simone? We are going to talk about my boobs today. Yes, your boobs. The hostess with the mostess, as I said. Damn right I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now. (laughs) Well, now, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. I actually had big plans to talk about my tits. Um, on <laughs> I don't know where you were going with that big word. I was like. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I had made a full video. Um, like I filmed the whole thing from start to finish of, um, just even what I was packing in my bag to oh. go and get a breast lift done all the way through to like being in the hospital, getting dressed in the gowns, being all marked up with all the markings and everything. Mm-hmm. And I put it together and I went and deleted out of my cloud because my cloud was telling me he was too full, deleted all of the original snippets like videos and now I have none of that oh. well look, I know. when I see you again I'm more than happy to draw on you with marker if that's gonna make a difference <laughs> baby you can draw on me anyway that should be our new promo video is just us having drawn all over <laughs> each other <laughs> 
Okay. So let's, so, okay. So you had a, now we have spoken about this in a previous episode, which was, I think, Inject Me Baby, where we talked about lots of different body alterations. But so you, I remember saying that you were thinking about a breast lift and implants, but the doctor you spoke to was like, that's something that I would do in two separate um, surgeries because um, I want to have the best results for you. So we'll do one. And then if you want, then we'll do the other. Okay. So let's talk about your breast lift. Yes. So I guess it's something I have, I guess, always wanted, like from puberty, they just fell to the floor. <laughs> okay. So from, so from puberty, you wanted a lift or you, at that time, did you want implants? Um, I think at that time, I just wanted nice breasts, like okay. normal 16 year olds, 18 year olds, okay. 20 year olds. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I guess like if that was definitely always was like, oh, I just didn't love them, but they definitely had fullness. So they were great in a bra at that full, beautiful look. Um, but after being pregnant and breastfeeding, the stretching, shrinking, stretching, shrinking mm. really did damage, mm-hmm. like a lot more damage yeah. than puberty did. So I, um, from then I knew they needed to be picked up off the floor and it wasn't that I wanted them any bigger. I wanted them up. I wanted, I want to wear a dress without a back. I want to wear a bikini without needing underwire and a full t-shirt cup. Like, I think that, I think that's normal though. Like when you have a decent size boob, I think that's normal to always need that support though. Isn't it? Well, see, that's the thing I I didn't even, well, I didn't even have any, um, fullness it just, uh, okay. so mm-hmm. it was basically like sitting inside a hammock yeah it, okay that, it, would, it would always drop to the very bottom of the bra and the yeah. top of the bra is completely okay. empty okay so yeah if I'm painting a picture for everybody though <laughs> yeah. side note though actually when you talk about um breastfeeding and pregnancy and then over time they just did the damage I have just seen an article the other day and I, I have read this before that they say that um, wearing a bra, if like all the time, like con- continually wearing a bra all the time, actually affects the collagen in your breast, which is so it weakens. So when you don't wear a bra, that's what makes them fall because they're not naturally trying to hold themselves up. Have you seen that study? No, but yeah. that's fascinating. And I'm like, I hardly ever, I mean, I wear a bra when I go out sometimes, but I hardly ever do. And like in general, I feel like, at my age, 38, I'd probably get a lift now. But for that whole, like, my whole adulthood, I have felt that they sat a decent amount high. Does that make sense? And now I wonder. I sure <laughs> do. I, I love yeah, your boots. I, I, now I wonder if it's because I never wear a bloody bra. <laughs> oh, my God, so you were the head of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you, okay, you knew why you wanted to have them done. So you've gone, fuck it, now I'm at that stage and I'm going to do it. Yeah, pretty much. Like I just, it's all for me too. Like I just, like everyone's like, oh, you know, but you're in a marriage and you've got kids. Like, you know, that's just part and parcel. No, fucking not. If I can change it, I will. Like I, it's my body, my choice. I, this is what I want. I want Mm. Feel fabulous, and by lifting those tits off the ground, I'm going to feel fucking fabulous. That's for yeah. sure. Um, but I guess like 
I wanted to take, like I said in my video, I was I filmed your non-existent the video at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> it triggers me. <laughs> um, so I thought I, maybe I would take everybody through the process a bit in case they're interested. Um, I'm by no means um, have a lot of, I guess, knowledge around it. Only what I went through. Mm. Um, but finding a plastic surgeon is definitely the, oh my gosh, it's like giant pond filled with fish. Like where do you go? What do you look for? So I found that um, hard to navigate, but at the same time I did know a few people who had great results from particular surgeons. So I was like, well, I'll I'll sort of start there first and then yeah. we'll see if, I, if anything um I, I like or vibe with and I did I ended up going to the same surgeon that my sister went with and he one is just damn gorgeous um but just it his results were amazing and when he when I spoke to him uh for the initial consultation he just was so factual and um I guess like I felt like for the first time which I know it's his job, but for the first time someone looked at my boobs and said exactly what I was seeing instead of everybody telling me, yeah, but you breastfed. Like he was like, no, no, so let's pick them up. I'm, look, do you know what? You, I know you just made a point there where you said, I know it's his job, but do you know what? Some people go to their job and are shit at it aren't they, really, in any job it oh, is. Oh, God. Yeah. And some people, like to you, this is a major event of your life. You're going in there for surgery that's going to alter your body, right? So for him, it's just something that he does every day. So you can have someone who just views it that way and it's just another day, another dollar for him, right? But you didn't find yeah. that. He. It sounds to me like he went to work and uh, understands the fact that what he's doing is changing people's lives. So he's not being, he's not coming out that trivially. And I like that. Yeah. I like the fact that you have found someone who's listening to you. That is so important. It's not, it's, it is a job. It's not a job that he takes lightly. Yes. And mm. I found like when I was talking to him, because I know he is actually extremely, um, popular. I think he's known actually in Australia as the boob man because oh. he's very, very good. Imagine having that title. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> well, you know what though? He's gorgeous and having a title like that, holy hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, um, I was very conscious of, I didn't want to waste his time on the phone. Like I sort of re- began with responding like, yes, no, yes, no. Like, and I had my questions written out in front of me because I was like, don't waste your time, don't waste your time. Like, ask your questions, don't make them dumb questions. Could you have already looked it up online and you're here mm. answering a question that he's rolling his eyes about? Like, oh, he couldn't have looked, seen that on my website. But <laughs> after I sort of started, <laughs> after I started talking to him, he stopped and would wait for me to completely finish, take a moment, then respond. So I was like, oh, I don't need to rush. That, that is being heard. That, is, that yeah. is allowing you space to speak. Oh, my gosh. That is so valuable, especially in the medical field. I agree because it's a lot of terms, like they say big words and they throw it at you. I didn't get off that phone call at all and be like, 
oh, I don't know what he's saying to me. Like he was very clear. He's like, you know, there's excess skin that pulls from around behind your back, which makes it look like it's hanging even lower. And yeah. just spoken words. I was like, I can understand those words. Whereas if he used technical words, I would have been like, mm-hmm, yeah, what? So <laughs> <laughs> um, that, yeah, I just, and it was amazing. And then obviously I went and spoke to a nurse after and um, she was amazing too. And they also, went, whenever I emailed them, I was responded to within that hour. That's amazing. And yeah, I found it so helpful. Like I, I just never felt like I was annoying. <laughs> they were just yeah. very quick to respond. And then if worst case, I was like, Oh, I just feel like I need to tell them over the phone. They answered, answered the question. Mm. And then, you know, they were like, Oh, do you want me to pop that in an email just in case they so don't forget? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Okay, so so that's your reason why and that is like how you all came about it because um, now you're going you're gonna to tell us about the actual day and everything like that. I just wanted to say one thing in that you've done this because it is for your own self-confidence and I just want to validate that, that it is okay to seek these kind of alterations for no other reason but if it's purely because you want to feel good about yourself. I agree. Mm. I actually, I was talking to a, um, a mum and uh, like from school and she is older than me, but like, let's be real. I'm, I had kids young. So a lot of mothers are yeah. older than me. <laughs> um, and I was talking to her about my breast lift and she said that she had um, implants put in and to begin with, I was completely shocked because I was like, I just didn't realize how common it was. Not because mm. she had had it done. I was like, oh my gosh, so many people are getting it done, but not talking about it because it's still like a, oh, you got implants. Like that's a really vain thing to be having done. Mm. And she said, she's like, it steals it. Cause she had her son five years ago and she's like, I still get out of the shower, look at myself in the mirror and cannot get over how gorgeous my boobs are. Mm. And can I just say, um, there's nothing wrong with vanity. I do shit for vanity all the time. And I don't know why we have this narrative that we're a nasty or bad woman or an up ourselves woman because we're vain. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, see, that's the thing, isn't it? Doesn't, like, self-love come with vanity? Oh, like, no. It's, it's, it's all, okay. Yeah. It's almost like, okay, we want you to be self-confident. We want you to love yourself. But only to so much, only to a point, because we don't want you to actually be up yourselves. So you can't be vain. You can only love yourself just a little bit. Still have a little bit of, you know, I don't know, what's the right word? Self-loathing about you. It's unattractive yeah. if you're vain. Yes, like love yourself, but don't tell us that you love yourself. Don't yeah. show us that you love yourself, because then that's just rude. <laughs> like, mm. And I'm here to say it's okay to say you love yourself. One hundred percent. I think we talked about this um, in the last episode as well. Have we tickets. Did look at us. Have tickets. Yeah. Make them expensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now your price has gone up because you have a breast lift. Yes. All right. Yes. So prior to your actual surgery, were you okay? Were you scared? What were you scared about? I was actually really scared about um, going under. Um, the anesthetic. I don't know why. Like I have 
done before ages ago when I had my tonsils out as a teenager. Mm. Um, but I think just knowing that you're, uh, well, for one, I try to minimize, I like, don't get me wrong, I have a wine and whatever, but just bad things, unnecessary things entering my body and forcing your body into an involuntary sleep. Okay. Um, that war- that did just scare me, just thinking that your body is forced to be sleeping so that it can't feel the pain of you of, of you yeah. changing it. So I began to obviously overthink about that. See, um, I'd be worried about them fucking it up, but you're just worried about <laughs> being put to sleep. Oh, you know what I watched before, um, just before I had it done, was Dr. Death. <laughs> Don't watch that before you have surgery. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so you have your fear, but did the excitement of it all, the anticipation of it all, overshadow the fear? Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. It, was, it wasn't, though, until I was on my way up there because I began to be like, no, this is silly. This is a lot of money just for myself. This is like, you know, you're leaving your family. And now mm. not only are you spending all this money, you're out of action. So your husband can't do any work. He has to help you around the house. And so oh, there's wow. even more money going into it. So there was a lot of like sort of overthinking about like, this mm. is a lot of money on myself that nobody else can use except me. Yeah. Like it's and, all for me. And it is a lot of money. But do you know what? You're an adult and you make your money. So I, I think you don't need to feel guilty about that. Definitely. And now that I've had it done, I would do it over and over again for the yeah. feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. that I have now. But, um, yeah, those were definitely, like, it wasn't until I was finally on my way up there that I was like, yes, here we go. I'm excited. But leading up to it, I was very like, no, no, quick cancel. Like, don't be silly. Don't do this now. Like, you know, wait. There's no reason for you to. What are you going to say to your kids? What am I going to say to my kids? I'm going to tell my damn kids I'm getting my breast lifted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so give me a play-by-play of the actual day. Okay, so I think I have to start the day before because you have a pre-op appointment. Uh-huh. And so there you meet. Well, I met him in person, obviously, like during COVID times. Um, they weren't making anybody come up. Even though you could, um, they just did over-the-phone consultations and everything like that, and you sent them photos. Um, but this was the first time I got to see him face-to-face at the pre-op appointment, and he just, um, he's like, oh, well, you've had four kids, so I guess you're comfortable just taking your top off then. I was like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am in front so of you, I- doctor. Oh, yes. Now I'm mortified that he has to see them that way. <laughs> um, and he, um, yeah, so took my top off. He took me over to the mirror and he came. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, thank God he's a surgeon because I would have slapped him. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he came up behind me and just cupped my breast. <laughs> oh, just- I don't know how. Okay, wait. Was there warning? Is he, did he say, I'm just going to do this? <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, cool. Okay, because <laughs> you've just gone. He's come up behind me and cut my breast, and I'm like, right, are we talking about surgery now, or we have gone into another podcast episode about something completely different here? <laughs> no, so, like, look, I actually, I'm quite um, inappropriate when, and I have no filter, especially yes, if I'm feeling I can, yeah. um, a bit out of place. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, when he's like, look, I'm just, so I'm going to do a lot of touching now and ex- 
explaining and looking at skin folds and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume this is okay because I have to do it anyway. And I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. I've had so many people's hands up my vagina that what's with someone holding my breath? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, that's not where I thought you were going to go because I I am the same. I think I I think I do that too, um, but I think I'd be more on the flirtatious side of like. So how do they feel, doctor? Are they like a good pet? Like, he must get it all the time. He must get people yeah, oh, like that all the time. Yeah, and he just like. He wasn't overly amused by my comment. He just, like, nodded politely. And was like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that's the worst. No, he would have to be that way. Could you imagine? He, yeah, no, he'd have to be. In his head, he's probably like, oh, another one. Yeah, <laughs> another mother. Oh, yes, that's right. He's gone, shit, did I ask what her occupation was? Because now I'm wondering about all these hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so he's, he's fondling my tits mm-hmm. in front of the mirror. And I'm like, I'm a, I, we're, we're going to learn a lot about me. I'm an excessive sweater. Okay. And I'm already feeling just like out of my comfort zone being in there. Not that I didn't mind him touching my breasts. Like I don't, I didn't care at all. Mm. Um, but I just, because of sweater. So I'm already sweating, praying to God my sweat doesn't drip down and touch his arms that are wrapped <laughs> underneath me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was just like, we're going to get them from this to this. Can you see this skin? Like, blah, blah. So that was really nice to actually see, even though I, I always see it, that mm. he could see the exact same thing. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, then he just took some photos and stuff and they gave me my aftercare pack and went home and I had to just, like, try and busy myself because my appointment, like, for the actual surgery was at 9 o'clock the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so went in at, I think I had to be there at 8, to, oh, 8 o'clock, must have been 8 o'clock or something. Um, went in and they were just, so damn beautiful, all the nurses. I had the most gorgeous um, anesthetic nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in um, and introduced himself, obviously saying that he's the anesthetic nurse, and mm-hmm. he was like, um, "Hang on, oh, an, an anesthetic nurse? Or well, I thought I thought they were doctors and nurses." Yeah, yeah, they have. They also oh, okay, have okay. Um, a nurse there too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, okay. Um, and. We were talking about something. Oh, that's what I was like. Look, I only <laughs> brought a G string. Should I? Should I have something else on in this? And he's like, I, he was like, oh, girl, that's all I'm wearing too because he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he he was like, I can say that, sister, because I'm gay. <laughs> um, you know what? Though I have no idea if you're telling the truth or not. <laughs> if the off chance that there is a heterosexual man. Listening, it is okay if you wear G-strings too. <laughs> oh, yeah, true that. Um, <laughs> I love it. I can just yeah. picture it though. I can picture him like say, oh, that's so funny. I love it. He honest and he was, you know, your real, um, I guess like I, I, I don't even want to throw him in this category, but like I, if you were to say like a typical gay best friend oh, sort of. Um, fuck. 
you know that really they're so happy and you just want to gravitate to them. Flamboyant. And, Flamboyant, is that right? Yeah, oh, good one. There we go. That's the word mm. I'm looking for. Yes, yes. He was gorgeous. He was uh-huh. so beautiful. He hyped me up and I was like, I was feeling a bit nervous about obviously going under and he, like I told him that because he asked me if there was any like worries and I was like, oh, just going under, that's it. And he's like, there's no need to worry. Like, I'm here. I'll hold your hand. And I was like, my lifeless hand. How gross. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> yes. And he just laughed. Oh, oh good. Um, yeah. So that, like, and then um, my actual anesthetist came in and he, he was lovely, like very, um, completely different to what I had experienced with the nurse. He, yeah. he was, you know, um, obviously very, very formal um, mm-hmm. and just gave me a lot of details about things and then he left and then uh, my surgeon came in. And wait, so wait. So the nurse and the anaesthetist are a team. Now let's just take that away from your experience. I'm curious about this dynamic now of this really formal doctor and this very flamboyant nurse and how their dynamic works. when they Do they work together all the time? Yes, and so um, what I had pictured it as after they left, so no one came in the room at the same time. I don't know okay. if it was like a COVID safe thing or yeah, whatever, right, but everyone right. came in individually, introduced themselves individually, unless it's, maybe they do that so you don't get confused. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I had him and he was just full of life and bubbly. Mm. And then uh, the anaesthetist, he was very um, – yeah, just serious, um, factual, science-based. Yeah, yeah. Um, analytical, and, yeah. Yeah, which is what you want, yes. really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I could just imagine it as it was nearly like um, an old dog that's, you know, 12 years old that is exhausted <laughs> and then this tiny new puppy yes. comes into the house. <laughs> 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 and the old dog puts up with it and does love it deep below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick of the puppy chewing on its ear. I know. I, I'm loving this vision, though. I'm loving it. There was a there was a nurse that sounds like this nurse that used to wear at my grandmother's nursing home, and he, my grandmother, was nasty at that with dementia, and he just loved having her in the office with him. Um, but I think it's because she used to say to him why aren't you working? Why are you talking to me? And he's like, yes, girlfriend. And then went off and did his thing. But (laughs) it's almost like they gravitate to that personality to like even it out or something. (laughs) Yes. It's like, they're like, I'm going to get you to smile. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So then uh, after obviously the anesthetist and the um, nurse had been in, um, my surgeon came in and he was the last to come in and do his drawer up. So um, he was like, all right, strip off. And he sat down on the bed, pulled me into him so that my hip bones were against his Again. chest. What episode <laughs> he, is yes. this? I know. He could have motivated me if my hips <laughs> were <up> together. Dear <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. I'm not even joking, though. He's like, I could feel his breath in between my breasts. They were like in his face. I'm shocked a nipple didn't poke his eye out. I mean, I'm trying, um, kind of getting a little bit turned on now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought surgery could be to make you so horny? I know. <laughs> um, I um, yeah. So then he like you know drew on me. It took him about 
I want to say nearly 20 minutes, but um, not in like a, can this hurry up? I was like, yes, good. Obviously he's making sure everything's perfect. Yeah. Um, finished marking up and um, yeah, I sort of talked to him a little bit during that, but I didn't want to disturb him. You know, yeah. we were really focusing on the work and so I was trying to talk. Yeah. And I sort of said that to him because he said a few things um, and I was like, oh, I'm only just not talking. Like, mate, I can fucking talk if you want me to talk. I'm just not talking <laughs> um, because I'm just worried like I'm going to distract you in some way or, or yeah. you'll get frustrated and lose your concentration. The very first um, thing you ever said to me seven or eight years ago was, I'm a chatty Cathy and, look, guys, she has lived up to it. <laughs> so I believe you <laughs> when you say. Yeah, definitely can talk underwater. But I um, – I yeah, so he did his, he did his thing. We talked a little bit. He was you know lovely, whatever. And then um, he was like, "All right, next time I'll see you, it'll be in the operating theater." And he's like, "The nurse will come and get you in a minute." So then I just like gowned up again. Yeah. And um, then the nurse he came back just flung that door open. He's like, "Let's go, sister." <laughs> and just like, I was like. Should I tie this back up because I can't really reach? And he's like, "Oh, honey, no, we're going to take it off anyway." Yeah. And he's like, "He's like, your um, runway awaits." And we strutted down that <laughs> hallway, linking arms, and then we skipped the rest of the way. Oh, I love we, this. He was so beautiful. It was the best experience ever. And then we got into the operating theater, and um. He was like, all right, just hop on. And, like, the anaesthetist obviously was there. And um, I got on. I was like, oh, the bed's so warm. <laughs> and the nurse turned around and he's like, that's because someone just died on it before you. <laughs> I, was like, oh my God. I laughed so hard. And the anaesthetist was like, I don't think it's appropriate to make jokes like that. And he's like, I'm sorry, she's nervous. I just wanted to make her laugh. And I was like, I loved that. I'm not offended at all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It was so good. And then, like, obviously lay down and um, he sort of moved to the side so the um, anesthetist could do his job and talk to me. He's like, and hold this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, like sorry, I held it for someone a bit. just died on it before you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on, carry on. <laughs> I know it's so funny. I couldn't control myself, and I think the anaesthetist thought I was nervous laughing, but I just was <laughs> nearly crying. Yeah, because <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but yeah, then anyway, the anaesthetist um, they gave me gas, and then they were going to put the um the cannula in to do all the other stuff. Um, but, yeah, so they were doing that and um, the nurse took over holding the mask on my mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, it's my turn to suffocate you. And I just remember at that point I, like, zonked out. I was <laughs> like, what a thing to end up on. <laughs> He, you know what? He is the main character. I'm sorry. I know it's your breast and all that, but this this guy is the main character of his story. Oh, and he's allowed to be. He was incredible. <laughs> I would go back just for him. Yeah. I honestly would. Um, and, yeah, when I woke up, um, I actually didn't realise, um, this is where the story gets a bit doom and gloom, I didn't realise the effect anaesthetic was going to have on my body mm. and it wasn't great. 
Yeah, it okay. really wasn't great. I um I went through like I began to panic a lot, and I could feel that all I wanted to do was just sleep, and yeah. they wouldn't let me sleep. They kept like waking me up and telling me it's time to wake up, time to wake up, and I just remember panicking because I wanted to go back to sleep. I couldn't wake up properly. Yeah, yeah. And so like, and like then you know I got back into the ward, and they were like, "You need to wake up now." Like just doing this and just doing that, and I was like. I'm so tired and I can't wake up and like I began to get really um yeah because you were conscious out. you were conscious that you that you needed you to wake up and you couldn't yeah, yeah yeah because I could feel my body just was still so tired from the anesthetic and yeah. I was I, like my body's response and my mind's response was completely clashing like my yeah. body was like no we need we need to stop yeah. and my mind is like the people are fucking talking to us <laughs> and what we do bad is not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so my husband actually wasn't at all with me and I was just going to discharge myself the next day um, but I then began to panic more because I was like, I, I'm not recovering from this. I, I, don't, I don't have anybody here for me and I just like, rang my husband. I was like, I need you. Oh, <laughs> and then, bless, bless him. He, like, I messaged my mom. I was like, I can't do this. And then behind the scenes, they both, like my parents came straight over, took my kids. Jay got straight in the car, came oh, up to yeah. me. I think he got there at about uh, like close to 11, came, got mm. the hotel keys off me and then left. And I was just like, oh, thank God for him. <laughs> And my family, bless them. Thank mm. God my parents were able to do that for me. But, like, oh, I did not realise. One, how freaking codependent I am, apparently. Yeah. And, two, I just, yeah, you don't know what you, how you're going to respond no. post-surgery. Yeah. Okay. So that surprises me that your main thing was the, the um, panic about the anaesthetic. Um, mine's nausea with anaesthetic, actually. I wasn't nauseous at all, which I thought I would be because I am a very nauseous person all mm. the time. So, yeah, I didn't get that. Okay. So, tell me about pain though because that's one thing I do hear a lot about women and having breast surgery is the pain is incredible. So, uh, I actually, they kept offering me a lot of pain medication and I was like, I don't need this, but should I take it? in case something comes up. Like, no, you, you know, take more of a it. Preventive. You take it for your friend Holly who likes a bit of endone. Yeah. <laughs> Say, yes, I'll have it, and then put it in the drawer and collect a stash for me. There's plenty in the drawer for you, Holly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're joking if um, anyone's listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, if you come to my salon at 8pm on Thursday night, <laughs> I'll you up. No, I'm <laughs> I'm joking. For legal purposes, she is joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually didn't experience very much pain at all. It wasn't until maybe 72 hours after that the pain began to kick in. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that, but it was easily managed by Panadol. Like, that's all I right. needed to take. Yeah. And I would take the more heavy-duty stuff at night because I had to sit, like, elevated. Yeah. And so I took that more to knock me out rather than any pain. I wonder if it's more intense pain for those that have implants because of the more stretching and pulling and inserting of things. 
I have heard that it actually, yeah, so the implants are horrendously painful because it feels like there's a massive weight on your chest, especially when you lay down and you feel like you're being crushed. Yeah, okay. You Hmm. can't stop your body from being crushed. Okay, so so, whilst you're recovering, what was your biggest challenge? Oh, having children and recovering was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like being in lockdown with all of them, it was, yeah, they were here. Like it yeah. was definitely a lot harder than what I thought it would be. Mm. You're not doing things like you can't, you're not supposed to stretch your arms out um, for two weeks and be like a dinosaur. Um, and I just, <laughs> I really, yeah, that's what they, that's what he said. He's like, you need to be a T-Rex for the first two weeks. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I really struggled with that. And mm-hmm. even now still like just wearing a bra. So you have to wear a compression bra for eight weeks yep. during the day and night and then just 12 weeks only at night. Okay. And it's really getting frustrating just wearing a bra, making sure your bra's on. Um, I'm getting like, it's so gross, but like heat rash yeah. because it's on all the time. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just find that just small things, that life doesn't, life's not the same yet. Yeah. Lots of like red scar aching. Mm. Um, my su- sutures keep like popping out through my skin and then they get infected. So then I have to like. Are they just dressing on them. Yeah, they are, but they keep trying to, my, my body keeps trying to push them, them out. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I'm, so talk to me about, all right. Okay. The first time you saw the results. What was oh, my feeling? God. I, I was so happy. They, the first time I saw results, so they obviously had, like, um, bandaging, oh, what are they called, dressings all mm. over the breast. Yeah. Um, and so it was hard to see it, and there was a lot of swelling. Yeah. Um, but I just was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait for, like, these dressings to come off. And when I saw them without the dressings, I was like, oh, this is too good. And I put on a, um, like, a little bralette thing if you will um just to see what it looks like and I was like oh fuck off I'm so happy yay (laughs) so damn happy like I now walk around the house in just my little compression bra and I'm like yes these are up like I don't need to do anything they're up there like I would have never just walked around in like a a non-padded bra ever Mm. and now I live in it I just never I think I only changed my pants through all of lockdown and that was it yeah (laughs) I didn't go through any tops because I just lived in my compression bras so after you've gone through the whole process now the before during and the now you're in the recovery is there anything you wish you knew beforehand that you would change or that you wish that you just knew more about I would have definitely planned my mind you it was planned a bit better my surgery um but obviously lockdown and things changed the plans yeah um I would definitely I would never not have a support person yeah and I know not everybody can but you really really even straight after they discharge you you have to go and get your own medication from the um what do you call it? Pharmacist. Yeah. Like they don't give it to you. So even the, like they, you have to get that 
straight away. And yes, I probably could have done it by myself, but you are like, you know, your arm, it's the first time leaving the hospital arms by your body. Like I just think yeah. that's super important. That's the thing, um, support person. Yeah, like yeah. You, you could do it by yourself. Don't get me wrong. It just would be hard. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think the recovery, I think the two weeks of really doing minimal that it was hard. Unexpectedly hard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this conversation up and I have one question to end it with before we sign off. Mm -hmm. How's this changed your self-confidence? Yes, definitely. I freaking love myself. I Every time I have a shower, I have the, the mirror right in front of me mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, girl, hot damn. No regrets. Like, I, mm-hmm. No regrets whatsoever. Yeah. I'm so, so happy I did it and I just, I want everyone to see them. Yeah. I would have never said that before and now, like, Ooh, I, photo <laughs> I just photo shoot. Photo shoot. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've seen photos, but I can't wait to see them in person now. Oh, yeah, God, I'll happily just take my top off for you anytime. <laughs> all righty. Well, that concludes our discussion about Simone's boobs. I'm sorry it's all over for you, Simone. I know. For now, look, I'm sure there is going to be another episode about something. <laughs> there will be. I'll make sure of it. So if you haven't already, um, can you share our episodes if you love them? Uh, we're on Instagram, the okay So Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on our website. If you have submissions, if you want to ask us questions or give us topics to discuss, that's theokaysopodcast.com. And next week... Actually, this month we have a few things we want to. We're going to talk about paranormal activities, aren't we? Yes. Yes. We're talking about that stuff, but closer to Halloween. Um, And we've got a few other things up our sleeve. So you know, just in our style, uh, we cannot tell you. I simply cannot say what next week will be about. But please join us anyway because we're fun. Yes, we are. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Holly. Talking about your boobs. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, till next time. Bye-bye.